Yeah, I was start, I was studying uh, uh, English in London, and all my friends went back to Italy. But I felt my journey was not finished. I had something more to discover. So what I did, I closed my eyes one day, and in our hostel, youth hostel, I put my finger with closed eyes on the map of Europe, and then I opened my eyes, and my finger was on Denmark. So I said, "Oh, Copenhagen, Denmark." So I said, "Okay, I go there." I took a boat and reached Copenhagen, and um, funny enough, I end up to live in strange, strange, magic circumstances. I end up to live with a group of women that they were living in Christiania, like in a small women community at the back of Christiania, and um, without knowing uh, these women, they were all doing meditation. So I saw that they were getting up in the morning and doing one hour sadhana and the same thing in the evening. And I thought, wow, that's great. I do the same without asking anything to anyone. I started to sit in Padmasana with my back straight and do meditation. And I was so blissed out because it was the first time I found a center with my body and my mind. And suddenly one evening, uh, one of these women, uh, both of them, they just came out from the training center in Sweden, but I, I was totally new. So I didn't know exactly what that was meaning. But one of them, they started to speak about uh, uh, Baba and they started to say how Baba was in jail at that time. That was in um, 78 and Baba was still in jail. Um, and, uh, and then it, she also mentioned how uh, one Didi, Didi Uma, had, uh, um, had self-immolated in one of the squares in Germany. And I don't know exactly why. The atmosphere was very magic that evening. And uh, the way this the sister also expressed herself was very deep and profound. And suddenly I had an extreme, uh, extreme, uh, um, uh, I would, Suddenly, suddenly what happened is that my whole Kundalini exploded. When she actually spoke about Didi Uma self-immolation, I think because of some past life happenings, my, my Kundalini just went up uh, to the Sasvara Chakra and uh, I completely entered into this uh, new space where I felt the deepest love of this whole universe and I was in the in the chamber in the sacred chamber of divine love and uh, it was a very intense experience extremely extremely spiritual extremely intense and uh, I for the first time I felt Baba but I felt Baba as full of white light on my Sasvara chakra and I don't know for how long I stayed in this dimension but um, after some time I came out and these sisters uh, they noticed what happened to me and so they did we didn't speak uh, because we were keeping a lot of silence in the room everyone was doing their meditation and it was very respectful environment but then they gave me actually the address because I was going back to Italy to take initiation in Italy so I went back to Italy and I started to read the idea and the ideology and 
know, that was the first book came in my hands. And when I started to read the book, I couldn't move from the chair. I practically read the whole book in one day because I was drinking it. It was just like, uh, like revealing the, the truth and the secret of the universe that I was longing for. And finally, there I was drinking the nectar. And then I also went to take initiation uh, in uh, Testera in Italy at that time in the training center. But Didi was a bit too um, pushy. <laughs> After I took initiation, she was trying at any cost to bring me to the retreat. And uh, I didn't like this. I didn't want to feel caught into anything. So I took my time and I didn't go to the retreat. And instead I went on a journey uh, by myself through Sicily and Sardinia, uh, backpacking. And I went to different communities. Um, however, because uh, um, uh, in the previous time, uh, at a younger age, I discarded uh, the Christian religion as my own religion, and I did <laughs> clarify certain things with Jesus. Like one day, very straightly, I went into the church, and I, I sat down in front of the, uh, of the cross, and I talked to Jesus and I said, look, you, you can be a very great man. I'm pretty sure you are a very great man, but you are not God for me because I was born in a very, very, very devoted Catholic family. So I had to clarify this within myself and between me and, 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 and Christ, Jesus Christ. When I left the church, though, there was like an emptiness in my heart. Suddenly there was a feeling that for many years brought me to a type of depression because I now that was not God for me anymore it was clear but at the same time I didn't know anything about God and I wanted so much to know God so I I went into into a depression and the and the quest at the same time for many years until then I I was initiated in 2000 early very early January uh, to, um, one, uh, 78 January 1978 I was initiated and uh, because of that quest, uh, if what was who was God and, uh, and how, how would I have found him? During my journey through Sicily and Sardinia, uh, I continued somehow this inner search and I end up doing meditation in the mountains alone, etc. And one day, and I was in Sardinia, what happened is that one night, which was actually late night, early morning, I had this dream where I was walking in the night uh, among uh, lots of people and uh, suddenly I lifted. Uh, means everyone was just walking on the street and I lifted and I lifted into the universe. I levitated into the universe and I found myself uh, in the universe with all stars around. and. Uh, one star started to fall, a falling star, but this star was very big, full of light and very big and started to fall, fall, fall. And then when it reached the bottom, I thought, well, where will it go? Maybe it will go into nothingness. But actually what happened that a tremendous force brought the stars up 
there was a moment when the star didn't fall into nothingness, but actually was brought up, 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 until he reached the same point where he started from. And at that moment, I had a full illumination in my, in my brain, in my head, and complete light, and uh, this voice saying, God exists, God exists, God exists, three times. And so I had found my full answer. My, the universe had answered to my quest. I packed up all my things, went back home, and just the day after in a small little town where I lived between Milan and Verona, um, in my little village, there was an Ananda Maga conference where I went and I found a Didi uh, that I could really relate to and practically I became her LFT because in a way I already had initiation, although many things happened like in and combined in many different ways, but I was ready and I was ready and I became an LFT. And, um, then what happened, I started to work in Verona Jagati as an LFT with Didi. And just after a few months, then, then was October, uh, October 1979. Baba was out of jail by then, and he was flying to Jamaica with a stop in Frankfurt airport. So Didi called me and she was rushing me and saying, you have to come immediately to Verona. Just we jump on this van. We are leaving tonight because Baba is arriving in the airport and we are all going to see Baba at the airport. So all of us, Italian Maggi, where we were, we were maybe seven or eight Maggis, we jumped on the van, prepared ourselves and traveled the whole night and reached Frankfurt airport um, early morning, like 4 o'clock or 4.30, something like that. And we were just in time to, to take a shower, to refresh ourselves, to change our clothes. And I also went around all the airport to collect flowers for Baba, because finally that would be the very first time I would see Baba physically. And um, I was very eager uh, of that. I really wanted to know Baba. Many times before when I was a lefty, I was doing kirtan and looking at Baba's photo and saying, who are you? And the pratikos and the pratikas, the spastikas, so, so many thoughts. And so I really wanted to have this experience of being with Baba. And, um, and so finally we were there in the airport waiting for him already. And we were in the, uh, in the hall, in the arrival hall. And Frankfurt Airport has in the arrival hall has some really thick, huge, heavy metal doors. And these metal doors, they were opening and closing. And we are there waiting for Baba and they would open and close and Baba was not coming. But every time these metal doors were opening and closing, I had like a, uh, a jolt in my, in my heart <laughs> because uh, any time could have been Baba coming. And finally, finally, the door opened and Baba arrived. Baba was there and it was the most uh, amazing experience because Baba was so beautiful, so charming, so fresh. It just brought, it was... Uh, 
uh, unmistakably Baba. It was not only dressed in white, but he had a huge aura all around and with an amazing smile and his energy, his freshness, his bliss just overflowed and practically filled up the whole environment of the of the arrival hall. And, and Baba was full of energy and so happy. Baba was so smiling and so happy to be there. I was incredible, incredible to see him like that. And as soon as he started to walk, I actually lost my mind. My mind completely went in another dimension. So everything disappeared, the airport disappeared, everything. I couldn't see anything anymore. And I just was in the universe. I just was in the universe and full of stars and galaxies and everything. And there I am in the, in the universal space. And what I'm feeling is that I am following the, that force, that thing, that essence that controls and directs each and every atom, each and every molecule of this whole universe. And I'm following him. And, um, and probably what was happening is that, uh, it, that's exactly what was happening, is that I was walking behind Baba while he was doing all the corridors from the arrival hall to, uh, to then the exit towards the airport. And at a certain point, but I couldn't see, I was not seeing anything because I was in this other dimension. And at a certain point, I felt that force that thing that controls each and everything of this whole universe now stopped, suddenly stopped. And so my eyes started to see again. I could see this reality again, which was the, the, the airport. And I saw Baba sitting right on the marble, on the, on the floor of the airport, just near to an, a, an elevator an escalator and then there was some space and Baba sat and all of us, we were not even 20 people, less than 20, we sat in a circle with Baba and as we sat, one German brother started to play a very beautiful bhajans, very sweet. And Baba was enjoying, was enjoying this moment. We were all enjoying in ecstasy in this moment. And then what he did, uh, magically, he started to look in the eyes of each person in the circle. This is not a small thing. You have Parabhapurusha looking, wanting to look into your eyes. And so he started from his right side, one by one. I and I was, I, 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 then in a moment I realized, oh my God, now I he will look in my eyes. Paramapurusha is going to look in my eyes. And because I had just lost my mind and I just had it back, I, I felt, I felt if I look in Baba's eyes right now, I will die here and now. My stupid mind, my young stupid mind told me that. If you look in Baba's eyes right now, you, you will die. So what I did, I took all the flowers that I had uh, gathered in the airport, I put them in my hand, offered it to Baba in the moment he looked at me and offered myself to him together with the flowers. And in that moment, my Kula Kundalini again arose and it reached exactly in the Anahata Chakra 
And when I reached the Nenata Chakra, I had the experience of the most sweet and blissful divine love. And it was a, a very blissful experience. And uh, of course, uh, then we had uh, a magic day because practically Baba passed uh, almost the whole day in the airport and the, also there was a room ready for Baba. And um, Baba went to the garden, we walked with him, uh, we, uh, we walked behind him. And uh, the main thing for me is because uh, I, as soon as I saw him, I had a complete full realization of who he was. He was Paranapurusha. He was a supreme consciousness. So my mind was juggling between my inner realization and the fact of seeing Baba in his body. Means a body where he had a head, he had an arm, he had a leg, and dressed like an Indian. So I was juggling. But for me, always, Baba. Even even if he had this body and he was dressed like an Indian for me, my feeling, I knew who he was. I knew who he truly was. He was not an ordinary man. His energy was absolutely beyond this whole universe. And so somehow uh, Didi, our Didi uh, at that time was very gracious and she organized all sisters to have a PC, personal contact with Baba, in the airport, in his room, in his airport room. So they put us in a line and because I was the youngest, I was the first and, uh, and we were about eight or nine sisters. And so that was also a very incredible experience. As I entered Baba's room, uh, there was only Didiananda Karuna there, together with Baba. And as I entered, Baba looked straight into my eyes and called me by name, as if he was waiting for me. It was an amazing, uh, an amazing thing. And then I kneeled in front of him, and of course he gave the blessings with his mantra. And I felt his big head, his big hand on top of my head. And uh, when that was finished, because I was the first one, I had to, I wanted to leave space for all the other sisters. So I went around Baba's bed on the opposite side. And I waited that he finished his process with all the other sisters. And then when everything was finished, the sisters started to go out one by one. And uh, I was the last one to go out. Somehow I, I realized that I had this chance now of being alone, in a way alone with Baba because everyone was going out of the room. So I went very, very step by step, small steps. I, I, I came around again uh, to the bed, but when I reached the feet of the bed, uh, and by the time all other sisters have uh, gone out from the room, I think only Didiananda Karuna was in the room. However, I was not aware of her because I was totally concentrated only on Baba. So what happened is that Baba just jumped from uh, the direction, the side direction of the bed to the feet of the bed. And when he jumped, he also transformed himself. I saw Baba 
like when he was like 40 with his black hair and very, very extremely charming. And he looked at me and he put the face right in my face with the eyes totally open and looking into my eyes. And he became like a poet, like an extremely charming, beautiful poet. And Baba said, my daughters doing service to suffering humanity will become like a star in the sky. And he said it in a way as he was the most charming poet of this whole planet. And it was extremely touching and beautiful. I was very young and didn't know exactly what to do, but I had Baba's feet just in front of me, in front of my face. But I didn't touch Baba's feet. I guess, I guess out of respect. And, uh, and I left the room. Okay. Then uh, I became, uh, I worked as an LFT for more than three years in Berlin sector. I was a sectorial LFT. And suddenly, I, I don't remember if it was 1980 or 1981, uh, but suddenly uh, Didier Nanda Pragya was WWS at that time, and she's telling me, go to India, go to India and you must see Baba. And okay, I said, fine, I go to India and I will see Baba. I'll be very happy to see Baba again in India. So I prepare myself and I come to India. And then I go to Jodhpur Park. And um, Baba was giving what is called Dharma Samika, but I didn't know anything about it because Didi didn't tell me. Didi, Didi didn't tell me anything. She didn't prepare me. So I just found myself in Jodhpur Park with a sari, white sari, and my little orange t-shirt. And I'm in this um, hall. And I see Baba is touching people with a stick. And the only person there that I recognize in the hall is Dada Parameshwara Nandaji because he was there and he knew me because he was one of the first Dadas coming to Europe. So as soon as he saw me, he started to smile and I felt a bit uh, comforted, but at least there was someone I knew. And then my turn came. And uh, at that time, Dada Sarveshwarananda was Baba's PA. So I go up uh, where Baba is and uh, in front of Baba and Baba is telling me, so do you want some punishment for your past life, little girl? She tells me like that. And, and then I started to cry and I say, yes, Baba. And then I, put, I open my, my hands and as soon as he touched my left, uh, hand in the middle of my left hand with his stick, iron stick, I, again, I completely went into another dimension. I was not in the room anymore. The whole room disappeared. Everything disappeared. And uh, what happened is that I found myself in the ocean. I was in the ocean <laughs> riding on the waves. And Baba was there with me riding on the waves. So we were riding on the waves together. And uh, I, he was on one wave at the top and he was telling me, I love you. And I was at the bottom. And I was in another, riding another way. I was at the top and I was telling him, I love you. And so we went on into this game where he was saying each other, I love you. And it was extremely beautiful. And then, 
I came back with my, with my mind, I came back again into the room at the very last word of the last asanas he gave me. At the very end, I came back and then everything is finished. And uh, I do namaskar and I go. But suddenly, I realized what was happening. What was happening is that I was giving my sanskaras to Baba. I didn't, I didn't know that. I didn't know that that was the thing about. So when I went into the little room where Didyananda Karuna was, I started to cry like a mad person. And I couldn't stop crying. And um, I think Didyananda Karuna let me cry for at least half an hour and I couldn't stop and then when she saw that I didn't I was not stopping she came to me because I was in a corner she came to me and she said why are you crying so much and then I said because I gave all my sanskara to Baba this this I didn't want to do that this is the last thing I would have ever done and then she sat in front of me very serious and and she told me the story of Krishna when Krishna has the headache and no one could cure the headache of Krishna and then he asked Narada to go around and found the dust on the feet of his devotees and Narada goes around the whole world and asks for the dust on the feet of the devotees and to cure the headache of Krishna and no one wants to give the dust on the feet of the devotees and at the end only when he goes to Vrindavan and he asked the devotees of Vrindavan or giving the dust on their feet they accept and they say if we have to go to hell because we are giving the, our dust to the Lord, uh, we will go to hell and Krishna will be with us in hell also. But if the dust of our feet can cure the, the headache of our Lord, really, please take our dust. And you know, this story never made sense to me. Even now I'm telling you, it doesn't really make sense. But in that moment when Didi told, told me this story, I understood something at a different level and I stopped crying. And, uh, and then Didi told me, Baba can't take anything. So when she said that, then I calmed down and I accepted the fact of having had this grace from him of taking my bad son's cars. I think for many of us who have been uh, with Baba when he was in his physical body, in his physical presence, the fact that during Baba Mahaprayan it was an extreme loss. Uh, many people say that they did, didn't feel anything, that anyhow they found Baba in, in their heart and uh, with Baba Mahaprayan they didn't feel anything. Many people say that, but for me, my experience, my personal experience was that I suffered a lot. I suffered a lot. I felt completely lost. Uh, when I got the news, I before coming to India uh, during uh, Mahaprayana, I was on a train coming back from Thailand, Thailand back to Malaysia. And the, the Thai trains, are uh, the seat is very hard, it's all in wood and very hard. And uh, I got the news just before taking the train and um, I was desperate, absolutely desperate and I felt so lost, so depressed, so lost. And so it, from one moment I thought, okay, I, I decided I do meditation, I cross my legs and on this hard uh, um, Malaysian train and 
not even not few minutes I'm in meditation uh, and immediately uh, I felt uh, I felt Baba, I actually saw Baba Baba was there physically he came and I know it because I felt my blood rushing from the toes up to the head there, there was this whole sensation someone that you are not expecting and is your most beloved and someone you most beloved and you're not expecting is in front of you and I had a full rush of my blood throughout the whole body and Baba was uh, came all dressed in orange and uh, in Barabaya Mudra and he didn't say anything and he didn't stay so long as well but uh, of course it was a way for him to tell me it doesn't matter i'm not here on a physical body i will always be here with you